This evening we are beginning a series of discussions on practical psychology with the hope that we can bring some rather simple problems into more direct focus and in this way help each person to understand a little better some of the subjective processes going on within himself. We're starting this evening with a study of the defense mechanism or defense reaction. And this has to be considered under two general headings. First, the normal defense reaction. And second, the abnormal defense reaction. It is perfectly normal for a person in difficulty to try to extricate himself in any way that he can. It is also quite normal for each of us to defend uh, things which we regard to be important, and if necessary to develop a series of mechanisms or contrivances to make such defense possible. Thus life, in most instances, is largely a matter of defense. The individual is attempting to protect himself and his values all the way through the years. And in the smaller everyday occurrences, he is largely attempting to protect his own ego, to protect the decisions which he has made, the attitudes which he holds, the peculiarities which are natural to his nature. These become rather cherished factors in his personality. And he seeks to protect them even as he seeks to protect his life, his honor, and his worldly goods. Thus the defense mechanism or defense process arises early in life. It continues with us through the years, and if it is within the normalcy range, we carry it on to the end of life without any very serious inconvenience and without more than the usual number of psychic shocks. Even so, in its most normal forms, the defense mechanism is worthy of some thought. It nearly always exists for one reason only, that in some manner the individual is inadequate. Now this is a large term, and we don't want to appear uh, autocratic in our use of it, or to belittle the fact that nearly every person must be inadequate in something. There's nothing criminal or wrong about not knowing everything or being able to meet every emergency. Nor is there any reason why we should not occasionally admit that we are in the presence of an obstacle greater than we can meet or in the presence of a situation that is distinctly too big for us. The normal person is the first to admit these basic facts. If the situation that he is moving into is simply beyond him, and he knows this, then he will raise certain types of defenses against the immediate or approximate danger. A good example of this might be an individual who has allowed himself gradually to drift into debt. 
he finally wakes one day and finds that he is no longer master of this situation. It is closing in around him and upon him. At the moment, there is really no way in which he can rise victoriously over his adversary. The debt is larger than he can pay. Therefore, there is no use fooling himself about this. There is very little good to be found in any emotional outburst over the situation. His defense processes must now come into action, and he must find ways, if possible, to avert the coming catastrophe. Perhaps he is able to rearrange his indebtedness so as to give himself additional time in which to extricate his financial situation. Perhaps he is able to go to certain of his creditors and on a very simple and direct uh, basis. The individual must, however, have a certain concealed part of his own nature, that which is below surface or behind surface, or for that matter, from a mystical standpoint, above surface. But it has to be the more or less intangible security for tangible living. And the individual, therefore, cannot afford to drown in a sea of circumstances, and neither can he afford to be unaware of the great element of ocean on which his little ship is sailing. He is trying to direct his course between the world of mind and the world of body. He is trying to live in space and in matter, and he is suspended between these two in a kind of middle distance. Consequently, his normalcy for the average person is his ability to focus these forces which are both material and mystical, to focus them upon the emergency problem of his daily existence. Somehow there is great importance psychologically in man in his being right at this moment that all of his agencies, all of his forces conspire or unite or coordinate to make that individual a constructive, normal person today. Now, right here. That in some way that all these other values miss unless the individual is right at this moment in his own existence. Now, there are other moments that went before, and there will be moments that follow after. These have, in various ways, been accepted as part of his psychic existence. But the individual, if he is right at this moment, at the immediate instant, uh, proves pretty well that he has handled his past wisely, and also proves pretty well that he will be able to confront his future wisely. If he's in trouble now, he's in trouble always. That is, that is the trouble that we find he faces. If he's in trouble now, he didn't get over the past troubles. If he's in trouble now, he's going to give his, his own miseries as a priceless heritage to his own future, which is going to have more trouble. So there is something very important about working this problem out immediately. And his present condition is in some way the story of himself. His past has made him what he is, and he will make his future according to his own existence. So if he's in trouble now, 
this is the only time in which a remedy can be uh, factually and practically applied. And what kind of a person is in trouble? A person who is by nature unhappy. He is in trouble. An individual who doesn't look forward to tomorrow with any kind of relish whatever is unhappy and not adjusted. An individual who can't bear criticism, particularly of his own conduct, has something wrong that has to be made right. The person who doesn't know that he can be better tomorrow than he is today is also in trouble. A person who is perfectly satisfied to do nothing and let the days follow each other in an endless course is likewise in trouble. The, the practical person is the one who takes hold of things now, and as a result of that does not need to escape into the future or defend the past. So defense really has much to do with past action and escape with future action. There are millions of people who live in a kind of psychological utopia. There are better times coming by and by. But I never met one of those people who ever lived to see them. The better times that must come must come now, or else they will never come. The individual to whom the present is only a sad interlude, an, an anteroom to some unknown future that could be better, is missing not only now, but destroying the future that he is hoping for. In the same way, a person who lives heavily and miserably upon his own past has indicated that he is 